I'm Kennedy. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Sandra Smith, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, October 10th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. This war in Ukraine is taking a nasty turn after Russia sent a barrage of missiles towards civilian targets, killing innocent people. Russian President Vladimir Putin says this was in retaliation for what he called the terror attack on a major bridge that connects Russia to Crimea, an area that Russia had annexed from Ukraine back in 2014. But while this Russian attack was terrible for Ukraine, does it actually show us just how much Russia has been weakened by this war? This is pure retaliation by Putin for the Ukraine attack on the bridge. He claims that they targeted Ukraine infrastructure, but that's just not true. They really hit civilian areas. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Explosions felt in Kiev, Ukraine on Monday morning as Russia retaliates against Ukraine for striking a bridge heavily used for transporting supplies to Russian troops in annexed Crimea. The mayor of Kiev, Vitaly Kalichko, says residents in the capital are angry. The war against civilians. Putin needs Ukraine without Ukrainians. Russian President Vladimir Putin warned Ukraine of stronger consequences if they continue attacks against Russian infrastructure. The U.S. Embassy in Ukraine warning Americans they need to shelter in place or use private transportation to evacuate. That was a very sophisticated attack by Ukraine. They dropped just two spans of the road bridge that leads from Russia into Crimea. We're speaking today with Fox News contributor Dr. Rebecca Grant, who is also with Iris Independent Research. Fact is, this is a bridge that was built after Russia illegally annexed Crimea back in 2014, and the bridge has been a real point of pride for Putin. He personally opened the bridge. So this attack by Ukraine, first of all, it's a valid military target. They're shutting down Russia's supply into Crimea. And they're also signaling again that Ukraine can strike Russian military targets just about anywhere they want. They've hit Crimea before. And this should make the Russians very nervous in a tactical sense, knowing that Ukraine can hit them hard in some of their key targets. Yeah, and Russia did become nervous because they've struck back as well. And they've done so in a big way and also a rather horrific way, targeting civilian areas across Ukraine. Can you talk about these Russian missile strikes? Where they targeted and maybe why they went after those specific areas? Strikes carried out on 11 different cities. They're very brutal. We saw a change of the Russian uh, principal commander to Sergei Sorovikin, who is known for these brutal air and missile attacks. This is pure retaliation by Putin for the Ukraine attack on the bridge. Uh, He claims that they targeted Ukraine infrastructure, but that's just not true. They really hit civilian areas. And in addition to the brutality, I think these retaliation strikes backfire on Putin because they just make Ukraine that much more determined to continue to fight. And it reminds everyone in Europe and in NATO and around the world why Ukraine has to fight back against Russia. Yeah, absolutely. And it also gives some political clout to politicians like President Biden, who wants to bring more aid to Ukraine and continued aid to Ukraine. When you see these missile strikes against civilians 
obviously that doesn't make Americans very happy with what's going on and makes us maybe a little more apt to give more money and more military weapons to Ukraine. Let's talk about one city in particular where these missiles hit. Most important city in Ukraine, Kiev, the capital there. It's been months, really, since there has been any significant action within the city limits of Kiev with this fighting. But some of these missiles did target the capital city. Is this significant as a turning point in this war? Because Russia initially attacked the capital, then laid off when they figured out they weren't going to be able to take it. Do you think there's a renewed interest in taking Ukraine's capital for Russia? Possibly. This was a revenge strike on Kiev. There's no military reason uh, for Russia to have done that strike. No reason at all. And it's a worrying turn of events because it shows that really Putin is lashing out. Uh, another city that was targeted as well was Odessa, which is still in Ukraine's hands and where uh, grain shipments are leaving from that port to go along the Black Sea. So I think with this targeting, not only is it brutal, but Putin is also sort of really breaking um, the the mold here. And he's he's attempting to kind of change this politically. I think Putin is trying to play back to his audience in Russia, the Russian people, and also possibly to his internal audience, showing that Russia can still strike out against Ukraine. It's back to his horrible denazification myth and all the propaganda he's used to support this invasion. But again, there's no, these are not legitimate military targets. It's an illegal invasion. This was an illegal and brutal strike. And it's not one that's going to do Russia's forces on the battlefield any good whatsoever. Yeah, there's been a lot of illegal actions made by Russia. I mean, you can go back to 2014 with the annexation of Crimea, the recent votes to annex those four areas of Ukraine, and now these missile strikes against civilian targets that we continue to see over and over again by the Russian military and by, as you mentioned, President Vladimir Putin, who is the one who is pressing all the buttons here. We're speaking with Fox News contributor Dr. Rebecca Grant today, one of our favorites. And I know one of your favorite things to talk about are the actual weapons being used at play here. I read a report that these Russian missiles that were fired at Ukraine recently, they're expensive and Russia doesn't really have a ton of them. Is there any way that Russia might run out of these missiles to be able to conduct strikes or is their military industrial complex working to churn out a lot of weapons right now for this war effort? Uh, no, what we know is that sanctions have really uh, impacted Russia's ability to produce new armaments. Now, sad to say, they do have a lot of missiles left, but we see them using some unusual types of missiles, previously using very sophisticated air defense missiles against ground targets. They're also using cruise missiles that have just a very light payload, no real military impact using those against the city targets. So the Russians' choice of munitions tells me that they are getting a bit desperate in running low on the stocks of preferred munitions. No one's going to sell them the parts and supplies to build fresh weapons at this point, which is the good news. But unfortunately, Russia is still going to be willing to use what they have in these brutal strikes. The missiles are going back and forth, and the world watches nervously as this war in Ukraine continues with no end in sight. We've got Fox News contributor Dr. Rebecca Grant on today talking about a recent missile volley between the two sides and what America can do about it. The conversation continues next. 
All right, let's take a look at the geopolitics of this. Russia is calling for an emergency meeting of the U.N. National Security and Defense Council. What could they be so worried about? I mean, if they're the aggressors here, are they trying to paint themselves as the victim after this attack on the bridge going to Crimea? Looks to me like Putin's going to shift the narrative and try to say that he's not losing the war to Ukraine. He's actually losing to NATO because of the support. Sure, NATO forces aren't engaged, but Putin wants to get that narrative back into saying that Russia is the victim. Remember, he claimed he started this war so that Ukraine couldn't attack Russia. It's all nonsense but it's part of the Kremlin propaganda machine. The one piece that worries me is I'm starting to see criticism of Zelensky as being overly aggressive, even criticism of Ukraine's now very successful counteroffensives for being too aggressive. Hey, read that as more Russian propaganda as Putin scrambles to try to make sense out of the fact that he is losing on the battlefield in Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, when you hear about that, you put yourself in the Ukrainian shoes and say, uh, excuse me, they massed hundreds of thousands of troops on our border last year. They invaded our country this year, killing civilians, destroying cities, annexing parts of the country. And now you're blaming the Ukrainians for punching back. That's kind of tough to believe for anyone who's followed this war with any sort of relevancy. Dr. Rebecca Grant from Iris Independent Research and also a Fox News contributor. Let's continue this talk about the political side of this and the pressure being put now on President Joe Biden. He wouldn't answer a question the other day. Well, he did answer the question when someone asked him, are you going to meet face to face with Vladimir Putin at the G7 or other big meetings coming up? And his answer was remains to be seen. How does President Biden play this? Because maybe uh, he has, you know, he has done these video teleconferences with Putin before the war began. Maybe he could do something to slow down this war or change Putin's mind if he actually got together with him. Or does he look bad if he gets together with Putin because he's entertaining a brutal what's become a dictator who is conducting a brutal onslaught against one of our allies? Which way should the president play this if he does have a chance to meet with Putin face to face? Top priority for President Biden, continue the strong military support from the U.S., NATO, and a total of 48 countries. What are Biden's diplomatic options at this point? Mm, I think that's going to mostly be back channel. I don't see the value in a face-to-face meeting. And frankly, Putin really obviously isn't traveling, not welcome in most places. I don't see Putin willing to negotiate just at this point either. So Biden's going to have to be very tough, very much in command and let him know that nuclear deterrence is in place and we're not giving up on Ukraine. NATO will continue that support. He'll be backed up strongly by our European allies in keeping that tough stance against Putin. That really makes me think of a famous picture from towards the end of the Obama administration where President Obama was meeting with President Putin. Obama was shaking his hand, but he had that real sour face on there. And, you know, we like to read into pictures, of course, here in the media and the American voting public, too. A picture's worth a thousand words, as they say. So I'm just kind of imagining some sort of photo op like that. Dr. Rebecca Grant, Fox News contributor, I want to get your take on President Biden's comments about potential nuclear Armageddon. He said the A word the other day, Armageddon. If that doesn't scare you, I don't know what will. What do you make of the president of the United States saying that while we've got this huge war going on in Ukraine? Hey, it's not helpful for Biden to speculate about nuclear strategy at a fundraiser. Here's the fact to keep in mind. This is not 
like the Cuban Missile Crisis of 1962, because at that time, uh, our nuclear forces were on very high strategic alert. We had hundreds of nuclear-capable planes crammed into Florida. We were flying reconnaissance flights into Cuban airspace. This is not like the Cuban Missile Crisis. The Pentagon tells us that Russia's nuclear forces are not on high alert, and the U.S. nuclear forces also are not on high alert. So that analogy just doesn't hold. We need to keep nuclear deterrence strong, but we are not on the brink of nuclear Armageddon, according to the Pentagon. Yeah, scary stuff when that type of rhetoric could be used somewhat casually. Uh, what you mentioned was a political fundraiser in New York City. Dr. Rebecca Grant, always insightful, precise as well. We appreciate your analysis. And thank you so much for joining us here on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. 